The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The World 911 New Series, Wednesday at 10 on Global. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, this text just came in. Tell people to stop driving like morons on the hen day. I was just going to say, we're starting to get a lot of texts from people out there. Uh, always on Fridays, people make uh, start making their way home a little mm-hmm. earlier than other days. It's snowing. The road conditions are not great. Turn your headlights all the way on. Make sure your taillights are on. Give the person in front of you a little extra distance and signal your intentions. Always a good idea every day, but today let's oh, do it. Here's another idea. Make sure that you can see the signals. <laughs> yeah, let's yes. do that. Yeah, take the snow off. Um, ladies and Gentlemen, landlords across the country trying to figure out what they'll be able to do legally to stop tenants from smoking pot in their apartments once marijuana is legalized. You bet. The Canadian Federation of Apartment Associations say they're concerned not only about the damage to apartments, but also about the well-being mm-hmm. of other tenants in the buildings. Heidi Bazijen is an associate at Reynolds, Mirth, Richards & Farmer. It's a law firm here in town. She is a lawyer who is working with landlords to educate them about their options on this issue. Heidi joins us in studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Uh, So what are you hearing from landlords? Um, There's concerns largely with the smoke, as you have mentioned, but also with the ability of tenants potentially to grow plants. And so there's safety concerns, um, as there are with smoking cigarettes, just generally. Um, Grow lights have concerns related to those because you're leaving something that's flammable Mm -hmm. underneath a hot lamp for... um, you know, an unknown amount of time. So there's just generally concerns uh, about the whole thing. This could be really complicated or it could be really simple. And I I don't want to cut to the chase here, but let's do it. Anytime I've rented an apartment or a townhouse, there's been rules spelled out in the agreement, in the lease agreement, uh, about conduct. So, for example, you can't leave toys out on the common area or no loud... Uh, parties after 11 or whatever. So landlords who were concerned, even though it's legal to grow pot plants, wouldn't they just be able to spell it out in the tenant agreement, the tenancy agreement, no pot plants? That's certainly an option. Um, The thing about rules is that the Residential Tenancies Act is the legislation that governs leases in Alberta. And that act um, puts some parameters around what landlords can do. And there's an assumption at law that tenants are less powered than landlords. And so there's a little bit of limitations on what you can do. And what what I'm saying by that is the RTA, which is the Residential Tenancies Act, sets out a series of things that a tenant might do which would be considered a substantial breach and which then could be a basis for eviction. When you have rules within your lease, that's really great, but it's not always the case that a contravention of your rules is going to amount to an eviction. And Mm. so that's the concern. You can address the behavior potentially, but you have to go to the RTDRS, which is a a residential tenancy dispute resolution services, or maybe even to court to get some sort of order to get a tenant to abide by the rules that are already there. So it's kind of a complicated issue in terms of actually enforcing those rules. I'm trying to remember the last law class I took 30 (laughs) years ago, and I'm sure the law has probably changed 
since then. But there's something about a fundamental breach. I think that's what you're... If it goes to the core of the contract, then perhaps you can evict the tenant. But if it's just unwelcome behavior you can't is that yeah so in the in the uh, that's essentially what we're talking about so in the in the rta context we talk about a substantial breach and right okay. a substantial breach is one that gets to the point where the turn tenancy can be terminated hmm, interesting and, you know the fact is if it's going to be legal though you know that's that's kind of a the the big uh, hook in all of this right now i suspect r- they wouldn't be able to landlords wouldn't be able to retroactively put anything into the agreement yeah, and that's a difficulty for landlords. Mm. Yeah, so that's an open question. There are some provisions. Section twenty-one of the RTA does. Um, it states that you can't substantially interfere with the rights of another tenant. So they may not need something in a lease. Um, I think going forward, landlords will be we putting things. They in would leases. put something for so for new leases for new tenants. But if you have someone already in there who, by chance, is uh, smoking pot or growing pot there might not be much you can do. That's right, unless what their behavior is doing. So yes. if you're in one of those buildings where the air just moves around between suites and that becomes the point where it's totally unbearable for a neighboring tenant, then that's potentially a significant interference with the peaceful enjoyment of that person's hmm. tenancy. Well, I, you how, know, how is it different, though, from smoking cigarettes? That's a, that's an ongoing issue with cigarettes as right. well. Right. Okay. And, and there are many landlords that don't permit smoking indoors. For See, I, I don't want to, you know, try the case here on air, but if you had someone who argued, well, listen, I've always been growing pot plants before it was legal, so there's no way you, you can change the rules it. now. <laughs> Couldn't isn't that a substantial breach because you were breaking the law previous to? Um, it becoming legal. I think the way that the court would see that is to say, well, going forward, don't do it. Really? I, do, I don't think that they would put an eviction. We, what you're doing when you go to court to ask or you're going to the RT or ask to ask um, a decision maker to remove somebody is to put someone out on the street. And so they're really reluctant to do it without a very good reason. Hmm. So, and we talked about retroactively. So if you have a building in which smoking is permitted now and you wanted to stop people from smoking pot, so retroactively you can't so i guess you would hope what you'd you'd hope moving forward that tenants would move out new tenants would not be able to smoke you'd eventually over time make your building a non pot smoking building you could work towards that there are some landlords that have reserved to themselves the right to change the rules as time goes on and uh, there's a reasonability factor there but i think that um becoming a non-smoking building would be within that realm and there's actually a recent case that does deal with smoking and a change to a non-smoking environment and that's been upheld Hmm. Heidi what about uh, medicinal marijuana that's a concern because that brings into uh, play the Alberta Human Rights Act Mm -hmm. and so section 5 of the Alberta Human Rights Act prohibits landlords from discriminating against um, people for various reasons and one of those would be um, a medical condition mm-hmm. or a disability and so um, really what that comes down to is is there a reasonable accommodation that can be made can they step outdoors is that reasonable for that person to have to step outdoors it kind of those situations would just come down to the exact facts of what was but then that goes back to if someone is smoking their medicinal marijuana on your on the patio or on the deck and I'm out on my deck mm-hmm. next door and I don't like the smell of it yeah, man, this is a it's this is a can of worms, so isn't it? I'm curious about this then. So, can a landlord demand disclosure? So, in renting to a new tenant, can the landlord ask the potential tenant, "Do you smoke marijuana, or do you have a prescription for medicinal marijuana?" 
I would recommend that a landlord not do that, and that's because you don't want to be seen to be asking questions that might, uh, if you refuse someone on that basis, then that might go towards discrimination. But you could ask them if they smoke, right? I mean, I've been asked. Perhaps it's not legal, but I've been Some asked. Some landlords ask questions that they probably shouldn't. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes they want to know if you're married. I mean, they ask because they'd rather... they can ask those things. Maybe legally not, but certainly they do. Like they, they'll ask daughter, it in a way like, um, you know, so will it be you and your wife? And you go, uh. oh, I'm not married. And so without asking, are you married, they've determined you're not. Some landlords would prefer... No children. Some would prefer a family. I mean, it depends on what the building is and what they prefer. So I can imagine landlords will find a way to ask the question, do you smoke marijuana or do you intend to grow pot plants? You're saying they don't have the legal right to do that. Um, I'm just saying I wouldn't recommend it because that could um, result in some other issues. And I think what this comes down to is there's always going to be issues for landlords and tenants and between them. And there's a tension between the tenant that needs a place to live but doesn't own property themselves and deserves to have privacy and all of those things. But they live in a community and that community has to be managed in a reasonable way so that everyone who's a tenant can enjoy living there. And then you have a landlord on the other side who has a property that they want to maintain and ensure Mm -hmm. is not losing value and has good renters in it. And uh, if one tenant is really disruptive, then the entire building is unhappy, Mm -hmm. potentially, depending on the size of the building. And so really that tension between tenant behavior and landlord's um, rights and all of those things coming into a big vortex of tension, (laughs) um, that's not really anything new. This is just a new issue. You'll need to smoke a little bit and not be so tense. (laughs) Uh, But this stuff is happening right now. This is happening right now. People are smoking pot in apartments or in townhouses where it's joined to another place, um, likely growing a couple of plants here and there. My gosh. 25 years ago, the house that I lived in, the guy upstairs was was growing a few plants. I remember because he asked me to babysit them once. <laughs> they stunk. They just, it, it was, sorry, it did, it did stink. But I mean, this has been going on for years and years, I guess. So right now, if, if, uh, if a landlord uh, received a complaint about the smell of marijuana or pot plants being grown in an apartment, could that be grounds for eviction because it's illegal? Um, well, currently smoking be, pot isn't, but growing, I guess. Yeah, would be. smoking pot, it's illegal if you don't have a, mar- a, you know, a medical license. Um, illegal activity is a reason that you can evict somebody. But is smoking pot, a, smoking pot is illegal. It's, it's the owning the pot, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's for sake okay. pretend that it yeah. is, certainly. Um, a legal activity is a reason that you can end a tenancy. Okay. But that's still something you have to go to the court and prove. So if I say, well, my neighbor's been smoking pot, and then the, the landlord tries to, to evict because I said so, well, the court will say, well, how did you know it was that neighbor? How do you trace it back to that suite? Oh, yeah. didn't, didn't we start this conversation by suggesting that the landlord had more rights than the tenant? It sounds like the tenant has more rights than the landlord. Well, it depends who you're asking, the landlord yeah. or the tenant. <laughs> so it, is the easiest thing to do moving forward until all these issues get sorted out is to simply, aside from the growing part of it, to simply treat marijuana like cigarettes? I think that's the approach in terms of the smoking part of it, that... Um, we're certainly taking towards that because they're very similar. I don't think many people enjoy the smell of cigarettes either, and so they kind of have a similar factor there. Um, I'm not sure about the d- dangers of secondhand smoke in terms of marijuana smoke, but um, cigarette smoke, that's easily 
it, that's something that's easy to take to the court and say, mm-hmm. you know what, this is a, this is a health issue. Um, certain landlords have elderly populations, right. and that's an extra concern for them. Um, but then the growing is something different on top of that. So, as a, as a lawyer, are you anticipating a busy fall? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it will it will be something that gets worked out. It's it's something that's being addressed and that landlords can plan for, and it's something that tenants can plan for if they see that perhaps they're in a building that's not smoking friendly and they would like to be in one, then they may think about moving, which is... Have you heard of places that are... Uh, of some tenants who are, I'm sorry, rather some landlords who are saying, yeah, I don't care. I, I, you know, what if they want to smoke pot, they can smoke pot. You know, I haven't heard of anything like that, but I know that there are buildings that permit yeah. smoking. And so I'd uh, imagine if a landlord is fine with cigarette smoking, that marijuana mm-hmm. use would also be permitted. Well, it's interesting because, you know, how long ago, Andrew, we were just talking a couple months ago about the um, the um, no family or adults only That's right. family uh, buildings and, and how people were ticked off about that mm-hmm. and the rules around that. No, you know, if I want to live in an adults only building, I should be allowed to live in an adults only building. Exactly. Well, I think so. But yeah. See, I'm wondering now about, because now I'm, you've got me really thinking about this. Mm-hmm. If you have a large apartment complex and say an older one, and this would be unique, but every tenant wanted to grow four plants. Yeah. Um, that could be a hazard, could it not, to the electrical system of the building? And would the landlord then be required to upgrade his electrical because it's legal for everybody to grow four? Um, just because something's legal doesn't mean you're permitted to do it within your tenancy. So a tenancy is a separate legal... Um, exchange of obligations and rights and so um, there's a distinction between something not being criminal and something being uh, permitted within the bounds of that lease and certainly the electrical and the load on electrical is a major concern for landlords um, and and many people they're they're just not sure how to deal with that particular issue so Hmm. some of these things um, as a lawyer you can predict to the best of your ability what may or may be a resolution but until the issue comes to for to come to the foreground you you're not really able to give a complete answer on how that might be dealt with. Hmm. Heidi Bazijan is joining us in studio. She's a lawyer with Reynolds, Mirth, Richardson Farmer here in Edmonton. We're talking about uh, what the legalization of marijuana means for landlords and tenants. A quick break here at 3:20 back with more with Heidi right after this. Bazaijan is uh, joining us in studio this afternoon. She's a lawyer who's been kind of dealing with some um, landlords about what the uh, legalization of marijuana is going to mean uh, sometime this summer, mm-hmm. what's going to mean to them. And uh, what's the difference? When you've got some fuzz on your chin. Do I? Yeah, there you go. Oh. Um, sorry. Are you seeing that? <laughs> it's a new hoodie. Sorry, it's just like sometimes it's like an yeah. old married couple. <laughs> <laughs> At least I told him. Um, Can you scratch my head too? Yeah. All right. What's the difference? Is there any difference between um, condos and and apartments and single? Yeah. No. Let's just talk condos and apartments. Okay. Yeah. Um, so condos are units that are purchased. It's usually one building, two buildings, mm-hmm. but it's it's a common dwelling in this sense that you're still living in a community. You're not on your own in a single. Mm-hmm. Um, house. Uh, 
so now, in, are you talking about in terms of tenants within condos or just uh, Well, I'm owners? just thinking if, if, if I've bought my condo... That's right. If yeah. I've bought my condo, is there a difference between the rules that I would have to follow than someone who is renting yeah, an apartment? Can a, can a condo board outlaw yeah. marijuana? Uh, so the way condos work is when the condo is constituted, a bylaw is, or a series of bylaws are registered at land titles. And when you purchase a condo, you have the ability to review those bylaws. So whatever those bylaws say, if smoking's not permitted under the bylaws, you cannot smoke as a, a unit owner and any tenant that would be coming in under that also has to abide by those bylaws. Um, if the bylaws don't today say that smoking is permitted or not permitted, so if they want to change it, they need to have a special resolution pass, uh, which is 75% of the unit uh, owners um, and 7,500 of the unit factors, which is uh, just a distinction, but it's, you know, it's a large majority of the unit owners and then they can change the bylaws. So if smoking came in and none of them wanted marijuana smoking, then they could change the bylaws and that becomes the rules that govern. Um, and and those can be you can't be evicted from from a home that you own, but you can be fined by your hmm. um, board, and that can become expensive. I'm not sure there's a more powerful force on the planet than, than a, a condo, uh, condo board. <laughs> uh, what about uh, houses? What if I rent a house? Is it any different yeah. than an apartment or a condo? Uh, it's different in the sense that uh, I'm going to assume in that scenario that you're not renting the upstairs, and then there's someone else in the downstairs. No, if you've got the mine. entire home, then it really is just down to what does your landlord want to allow in that and that the landlord retains some control because it is their property um, but they may not have the concerns that an, a landlord of a apartment building has mm-hmm. wherein the smell is bothering someone else if the smell is your smell who cares hmm. I've, uh, I live by that some of the texts coming in this afternoon, so much hyperbole in the concern, in the concern haters float. We weed smokers have been smoking dope in these buildings for years. Problems are exceedingly rare. Landlords by uh, landlords be creating a problem where one doesn't exist. There's so much weed phobic behavior <laughs> right now. And I think, you know, the concern is uh, probably by some of the landlords that with the legalization, more people will be. Uh, using, but again, I don't see a huge rush on, 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 uh, on, on weed once it's legalized. I, I, I truly don't. I think some people will. I don't think you know it's going to be you know thousands of people or more dozens of people in mm-hmm. a in, in a new apartment building lighting up. What about vaping edibles? Um, yeah, that's not it's the smell. I mean, that's yeah. So there's no smell. So again. Could a condo bar, I'm just curious, I'm not in a condo, but I'm just curious, yep. could a condo bar outlaw something like edibles? No, I don't no. think that they can okay. do that. No. Whew. I'm not in a condo, so it doesn't affect me, and I don't... Just stop. All right. Um, <laughs> Bruce says, as an electrician, growing four plants under a UV light that plugs into a 120-volt outlet will not require a service upgrade. Thanks and that's that one first. of the things we were talking yep. about, too. It's just, and you're saying that, uh, for the most part, landlords are just kind of examining uh, their options, just trying to figure out what this means, and that's what you're kind of helping them work through right now. That's exactly it. This is just a large change, and they want to be able to uh, be sure that they can be responsive to it in a responsible way yeah. and in a manner that's amical to everybody. Before we uh, let you go and thank you for joining us today, is there is there a place where landlords can go or even tenants can go to find out more about uh, about this, what their rules or what their, their rights are when it comes to this? Um, well, with regards to marijuana, I don't think there's a lot of literature available. Landlords have access to the Alberta Residential Landlords Association, which is ARLA. Um, tenants 
probably could review some of the information available there and then the landlord and tenant board also has information and i'm sure they'll be providing information on this topic as well heidi thank you so much for joining us drive home safely i will thank you the 630 chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 630 chad